I preach a message this morning entitled, When the King's Son Burned the Barley Field. I want to tell you the background, the story that goes along with the verses that we read, and then I want to make three applications uh, to it this morning. Uh, This story has to do with King David and some of his children. David had several wives, and he had children uh, by several wives. He had a son and a daughter, a son named Absalom and a daughter named Tamar by one wife, and then he had another son named Amnon uh, uh, by another wife. And so they were uh, half-brothers and half-sisters, same father, different mother. And uh, we spoke about the the, uh, 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 story of David uh, committing uh, adultery with Bathsheba and committing murder and murdering her husband to try to cover it up a couple weeks ago and the results that that had on David's children. Well, one of the results of David's sin was that his son Amnon fell into sin. And again, I don't have time to tell you the whole story, but Amnon got mixed up with the wrong crowd. That's why, parents, you have a responsibility to help your children pick their friends. Uh, I know in today's age that they may resist that and say, you know, this is not the 1950s or 60s anymore. This is 2013, but doesn't change the responsibility that we have as parents to help our children pick their friends. Because they will end up uh, like the people they run with. And so if you see, see undesirable traits in the children that your children are hanging with, you, get to, you need to get them hanging with different people. You need to get them spending time with different people. And so Amnon got hooked up with the wrong crowd. And again, I don't have time to tell you the whole story. Most of you know it. He ended up raping his half-sister, Tamar. Uh, Absalom, Tamar's full brother, uh, was, uh, was very upset, was angry. And uh, he wanted to take revenge on his half-brother Amnon. But because Amnon was also David's son, Absalom uh, didn't didn't right away. In fact, he waited for two years. And then uh, at at harvest time, when he was shearing his sheep uh, and gathering in the harvest, the custom was back in those days to have a big celebration and have lots of food and invite people in, Absalom... Uh, invited the king, King David, and all of his sons to come to his harvest party, so to speak. And Absalom told his servants before that party, he says, I'm going to get all my brothers drunk. And when I get them all drunk, I want you to rise up and kill Amnon because of what he did to my sister. Well, that's exactly what happened. Uh, Absalom's servants killed Amnon. And because Amnon was afraid, or because Absalom was afraid what the king might do to him because he had killed one of his sons, he fled to his grandfather, uh, his mother's dad, in a different land, and spent some time in exile there. Well, David began to miss his son Absalom. And so, uh, and, and Joab, his general, noticed that. And again, I don't have time to tell you the whole story, but uh, Joab uh, talked to David and convinced David to bring Absalom back. And, and David finally agreed, but he said, one condition. Absalom can come back, but he cannot see my face. He cannot see me. He can come back and live in Jerusalem, but he can't come into the presence of the king. And so Joab went and got him. David's general Joab went and got Absalom, brought him back to Jerusalem. And for two years, Absalom lived in Jerusalem without seeing his father's face, without any contact with the king. After two years, Absalom says, I want to see my dad. 
This is, I, I should have stayed in exile. I would have been better off staying in exile. I've come back. I don't have the right to see the king. He said, this is what I'll do. I'll get Joab, again, David's general. David listens to Joab. I'll get Joab to go in and talk to David to let me come uh, before his presence. And so Absalom, the king's son, sent for Joab. Joab didn't come. By the way, they were neighbors. They lived next to each other. Absalom sent his servants a second time. Says Joab, and his servants said, Joab knew Absalom's servants because they did live close to one another. The servants came a second time and said, Joab, the king's son, requests your presence. And for the second time, Joab didn't come. And so Absalom said, I've got to get his attention. He's not responding to my request. And so he told his servants, he says, hey, Joab, Joab has a barley field. It's next to mine. I want you to go set his field on fire. And then he'll come and see me. And so that's what Absalom's servants did. They went and set Joab's barley field on fire. And sure enough, when they set the field on fire, Joab came to see Absalom and said, what do you want? And Absalom made his request. He said, I want to see my dad. I want to see King David. I want you to go and talk to him and, let, and get his permission for me to come see him. And again, the rest of the story is not part of my message, but that's what Joab did. And Absalom got to come before the king. Now, I want to make three points this morning. Three applications from that story. Because you see, sometimes the king's son calls us. I'm not talking about King David, King David's son, Absalom. I'm talking about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Sometimes the king's son calls us and we don't come. He calls us a second time and we don't come. And sometimes the Son of God has to do the same thing to us that Absalom has had to do to Joab, sometimes the Son of God has to set our barley fields on fire to get our attention so that we will come to him. And this morning I have a simple message. My message is this. There, there, there are at least three different times or three different things that God will set our barley fields on fire in order to get our attention. Now, you might think if you didn't know the song that the ladies played for the offertory, the song was, whatever it takes, Lord, to draw me closer to you, that's what I'm willing to do. Take my houses, take my lands, take the dearest things I have, if that's what it takes for me to grow closer to you. And I want to tell you something, God loves us so much that when he calls, when the Son of God calls, And if we don't respond, if we don't come, sometimes God says, hey, i got to get their attention. I'm going to set their barley fields on fire so that they will come to me. One of the times that he does that is when he calls us to salvation. Sometimes when God calls, and by the way, I believe God calls every person. 
God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And don't you believe these crackpots that say God has predestined or predetermined that some people are going to go to hell and some people are going to go to heaven. God wants everybody to go to heaven. God calls everybody to go to heaven. People go to hell because they refuse the call of God. But God calls, and he calls, and he calls, and he tells us that we're sinners. He tells us that there's a penalty for that sin. He tells us that he sent Jesus to Calvary's cross to pay for that sin. And all we have to do is come just like we are to the Savior and ask him to save us. Admit that we're a sinner. Acknowledge that Christ came to die for our sins. And ask him to save us, and he will save us. And God calls us to that salvation. God calls us to the gospel. And we say no. And we say no. And we say no. And we say no. And then God says, i got to get their attention. i got to do something to get them to understand what this is all about. You see, salvation to God is not a game. Salvation to God is a very serious matter. The salvation of God was paid with a mighty price. It was paid with a tremendous price. It was paid for by the blood of his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when God calls to salvation, he has his heart is in it. Everything that he is is in it because he wants us to come. He wants every person to be saved. He's not willing that any person go to hell. And so when we refuse and we refuse and we refuse, sometimes God says, I'm going to get their attention Because this is serious stuff. This is something I don't want them to ignore. The call of Christ on their life. So he sets our barley fields on fire. You say, preacher, I don't have to worry. I don't have a barley field. Well, do you have a spouse? Do you have children? Do you have your health? I want to tell you something this morning. Sometimes God, in order to get our attention to come to Jesus Christ as our Savior, he'll take some of the dearest things that we have. He'll take the dearest things we have, and we'll take, he'll take them away from us so that he can get our attention to say, you need to come. This is an eternal issue. It's not something that's going to pass away. It's going to last forever. You're going to either spend eternity in heaven or in hell. And Jesus Christ is the one that makes the difference. And so sometimes he'll send sickness to a spouse. Sometimes he'll send sickness to a child. Sometimes he'll, he'll, he'll take away our own health. God will do whatever's necessary to get our attention. And I've known people, and you've known people too, that the only time they responded to the gospel was when God burned their barley fields. And they said, God, you got my attention. I'm a sinner. I come to Jesus Christ. And they get saved. But you know what the sad part is? The sad part is that there's hundreds of thousands of people that God has called and called and called And he set their barley fields on fire. And he's taken things away from them that are dear to them. And yet they still ignore God. They still say no. They still say no. And finally, God has to say, and you've heard me mention this before. Finally, God has to say, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to call anymore. 
I think that's what the unpardonable sin is. When the Bible talks about the unpardonable sin, it's talking about people that refuse the leading of the Holy Spirit, the wooing of the Holy Spirit, the pleading of the Holy Spirit to come to Jesus Christ, to get saved. And people say, no, 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 God does everything he can. God does, he burns the barley fields. He takes things away from us that are dear to get our attention. And they still say no. And God says, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to ask anymore. I'm not going to woo you to the Savior anymore. And that person has committed the unpardonable sin and will end up spending eternity in hell. Listen, I don't know where you are this morning. But if you're here and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, and even now the Holy Spirit's speaking to your heart, saying, hey, you need to do that. You need to come to Jesus Christ. You better come. You better come. You don't know how many more times the Lord's going to call. Say, preacher, I don't think you should try to scare people like that. I'd rather scare you into heaven than have you go to hell because I didn't try. God wants you to go to heaven, but he'll send you to hell if you reject Jesus Christ. God loves you, but he's a God of justice. Sin has to be paid for. There's a price. The wages of sin is death. Separation from him for all eternity. Jesus Christ paid that price. He offers the gift of life, the gift of salvation to every single person. And so there are times when God will burn our barley fields to get us to heed the call of salvation. A couple other times I'll mention this morning. Another time when God burns the barley field is when he calls us to service. When he calls Christians to do a specific task for him. When he calls Christians to preach or to teach or to sing or to serve in some other function for his kingdom, to promote the kingdom of God. I read a story one time about a man that was called to preach. He came to his preacher and says, I believe God's calling me to preach and, 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 and I want to surrender, but I can't. And the, his preacher said to him, well, why can't you heed God's call? Why can't you surrender to preach? He says, well, I, I got a brand new baby at home. I, 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 I can't surrender to preach because I, I got to feed that baby. I got to take care of my family. I can't do that by being a preacher. So I can't, I can't surrender to God to heed the call to preach. A week later, that little baby got sick. Preacher was called in, prayed, talked to the man about the call of God that he was refusing. He said, sir, don't you think you better surrender to God now? Hasn't God got your attention And that man said, no, this had nothing to do with that. A couple days later, the baby died. God got a hold of that man's heart. He came back. He said, preacher, I don't have a baby to feed anymore, so I guess I can preach. I guess I can preach. Listen to me this morning. If God's calling you to do something for him, don't put him off. Don't say no. God God saved us for a purpose. We are saved through faith, by grace, but we are his workmanship after we're saved to good works. He has something that he wants every person to do in his kingdom. Every person is called to serve God. Don't put him off. Don't say no, because God may burn a barley field. God may come into your life and say, hey, I've called you and I've called you. I've called you to be a missionary. I've called you to, 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 to be a preacher. I've called you to, to be a Sunday school teacher. I've called you to do something and you've refused and you've said no and you've ignored me. I've got to get your attention. He said, I'm going to set your barley field on fire. 
I'm going to take something away from you that's dear. I'm going to take something away from you that you love. I want to get your attention because this is the plan that I have for your life. I want you to serve me. And God burns the barley field. And sometimes people say, okay, okay, I, 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 I surrender, Lord. You got my attention. Whatever it takes, if, that's, if this is what it took to get my attention, I am now surrendering my life to you to serve you as you've called me to serve you. Is that you this morning? Is it? Has God spoken to you? Said, hey, I've got something specific I want you to do. I've got a task that I want you to fulfill. Nobody can do it. I made you. I designed you to do it. Nobody can do it as good as you can in this particular instance. Nobody can. I made you for this purpose. Listen to the call of God. Listen. Don't make him burn your barley field to get your attention. There's a third time he might do it. When God comes to us and convicts us of our sin. And he says to us as Christians, Hey, you've been saved. You're on your way to heaven, but you're living with this sin. You're living in this sin. And I want you to come out of it. You know better than to live in this sin. It's not becoming of a Christian to live in this sin. It doesn't represent the kingdom of God to live in this sin. And so I want you to put it aside. I've had people say to me when they've tried to give up a bad habit, I, don't have, I, I just don't have the strength. I don't have the power to do it. And I always say, you're absolutely right. You do not have the strength. That You do not have the power. But there is one that's living inside of you that's greater than he that is in the world. The Holy Spirit of God has the power. The Holy Spirit of God has the strength. If you don't break a bad habit, it's not because the power is not available to you. It's because you don't want to. Because the power is available to you. And God calls us, as Christians, out of sin. He calls us to live a life that's pleasing to him. He calls us to live a life that's separate from the world. We've been studying Romans chapter 12. Mentioned it in Sunday school. i mention it again. We're not supposed to be conformed to this world. We're not supposed to be pressured or molded by this world. We're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of our mind in Christ Jesus To live a life. When we got saved, all things became new. God expects us to live a life. A new life. A life that's dedicated to him. And he calls us out of our sin. And we say no. And we say no. And we say no. And we say no. God says, okay, i got to get your attention. I'm going to burn one of your barley fields. I can imagine. (laughs) Let me just regress for a minute. I, I can imagine that conversation that Joab and Absalom had when he came. Joab says, why'd you burn my barley fields? Absalom would say, I didn't want to, Joab. I had to. You didn't give me a choice. You didn't come. If you would have come, everything would have been fine. I wouldn't have had to set fire to your field. But because you wouldn't listen, because you wouldn't come, I had to get your attention. I'm sure God, if he ever talks to us about this stuff when we get to heaven, I sort of think when we get there, we're not going to matter. it's not going to matter anyway. But if we remember and we say, Lord, why did you let my little baby die? Why did you give my wife cancer? Why did you let all those things come into my life? God will look at us and say, because I love you. Because I had to get your attention. Because you weren't listening. Because you didn't come when I called. Why won't we just listen to God? Why don't we just respond to the call of God. Amen. He calls us to salvation. Again, he wants everybody to be saved. 
He calls us to service. He calls us out of sin. And he'll call and call and call and call. And, and, and it's important to him. It, 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 it's, it's essential to him. And, 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 and he says, you won't listen. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But I got to because I love you. You got to get your attention. You got to listen to the call. Amen. Would you listen this morning? If you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, He's calling you. You're a sinner. You need to come to the Savior. You have no hope apart from Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by Him. Come. Come. If He's calling you to service this morning, look, don't make Him burn your barley field. Just say, yes, sir. What do you want me to do? That's what I want to do. You won't find joy in your life any other way than being in the center of God's will. Why don't you just heed the call? Come. And if, and if there's a sin in your life that he's called you to come out of, just, just, just do it. I, I think about that story. The first miracle that Jesus performed. Remember, his mom was there. They were at a wedding. And they ran out of, uh, 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 of wine. And, and, and Mary went to Jesus and said, they, they've run out of wine. And he said, well, what do you want me to do about it? And, and, and Mary said to the servants, he says, she said, whatever he, Jesus, my son, tells you to do, just do it. It may not make sense to you. You may not understand why he's asking you to do it. But whatever he tells you to do, just do it. You know the story. Jesus told the servants, go fill up the water, go fill up the water pots with water. And he says, okay, take the, take, draw out of those water, parts, water, water pots and take it to the governor of the feast. The water was changed into wine. The governor of the feast or, said, 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 hey, most people serve their best wine first. You save the best till last. Just do it. When God calls, just do it. You may not be able to understand it. You may not be able to explain it. You may not, I I, I mean, it may make no sense to you. And yet, God knows what he's doing. Don't make him burn a barley field. Do what he says. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the challenge it gives to all of us. And I do pray if there's somebody here this morning that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior, that they would see that they're a sinner. There's a penalty for that sin. Jesus paid it. And if they'd come to him, he would save them this morning. And so, Father, if there's one or two or however many there are that have never received Christ, Holy Spirit, please call them once again. They may have rejected the call many, many times in the past. You may have burned some of their fields. But, Holy Spirit, call again. Call again right now and help that person to heed the call and come to Jesus Christ this morning. For the Christians that are here that you're calling to service or calling us out of sin, again, help us to listen. Help us to heed the call, to surrender. And again, you may have called and called and you may have burned some fields, but Father, call again as you called Jonah the second time. Call again. Help us to heed the call this morning. And so, Father, I just ask you to bless this time of invitation. Again, for people to be saved, for Christians to get right, for Christians to surrender, just however you need to use it this morning, please work in our hearts and in our lives. I ask all this in Christ's name. Amen.